0: Hey everyone, welcome back. It is sales tax game day. This is Chad Janisek here with Patrick Lawler on what has turned out to be kind of a chilly uh late summer afternoon here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Also, unfortunately chilly for sales tax across the state. So, Patrick, why don't we dive right in? Give us a summary.
1: I mean, across the state uh for cities, I mean we're down 4.8%. Uh, obviously this is a little bit of a cold, wet blanket after we've had some positivity over the last couple of months. Um, but a little bit more of the same story as we go through these regions, we'll be able to look and see who's down, who's up and, and what we're seeing. But yeah, overall statewide cities were down 4.8%. So, uh, as, as you said, matches the weather outside for sure.
0: Okay. So we, since our last recording have built kind of a a different tool for us to use. Uh, So we're going to kind of look separately. Last month, we were just looking off the same screen. Um, The goal here is that eventually this will get presentable enough where we can actually do these live. Uh, But for now, uh, we might have to kind of just bear with us a little bit because we may have to pause and come back, and and hopefully we'll be able to keep train of thought as we kind of go through this. Uh, But yeah, just looking at sort of high level, uh, we're looking at CSAs uh, across the state, The DFW area down 3%, Houston Woodlands down 7%, San Antonio down 7%, uh, let's see, Midland Odessa again struggling 35.5%, Corpus Christi, McAllen, I mean basically outside of El Paso and Amarillo and the Kerrville-Fredericksburg area, pretty much every large major uh, statistical area saw declines this month.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Kerrville, Fredericksburg area, um, on the top 10 list of Airbnb places to stay on vacation during the summer of 2020. Just throw that out there. Uh, came out yesterday. I just thought that was an interesting detail, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, pretty much across the state, all your major reasons regions saw declines, uh, DFW, you know, predictably was a little bit better than some of the other regions. I mean, obviously better than Houston, San Antonio, um, you know they they did a little bit better than those areas, but you know we did I think see some declines that were a little bit more significant than uh, what we expected. So as we dig into the regions, I'm going to kind of start us off and and dig into the Dallas Fort Worth area, kind of get a better idea of what we're looking at and and how you know those different cities perform. So um, talk about the bigs. You know Dallas Fort Worth, Arlington, Plano, and Frisco. So Dallas performed at four. They were down four point four nine percent. Fort Worth was only down 1.83%, which we've seen that trend uh, for the past couple of months where Fort Worth has just overall performed significantly better than Dallas. Um, but Arlington saw a significant drop. 14.81% uh, was the drop that Arlington saw. Uh, it'd be interesting to see their data and see exactly why they're dropping. Obviously, you know they're a big sports hub here in DFW, so a lot of that hasn't been occurring. But we did just get the announcement that Arlington's going to host the world series. So, uh, pretty exciting for the Dallas, Fort Worth area. Uh,
0: Plano Hold on. is, yeah, sorry. Yep. What's the little league world series The call what, what are they, what no. are they hosting?
1: No, the major league world series. You didn't oh, they're not going to have initiative. it at the host
0: cities. Like the actual, they're not going to have it. at the, Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're,
1: they're bubbling the playoffs. Uh, it, they're bubbling the playoffs in California and in Texas. And they've officially announced that, uh, Ar- Arlington, uh, will host the world series at the new globe life. Okay. Uh, I, also, I've had,
0: I've had such a hard time following baseball because the Rangers just have not been very good this year. So,
1: so I'm an Astros fan, right? So, um, I'm knocking on my trash can. Um, I've been following them, you know, all the time. So, it doesn't really matter to me uh, how bad they've been because you know I'm a I'm a fan in good and bad. Chad, I used to go to 30 games a year when we were terrible.
0: So, one quick note as I dive here into Arlington's last year, uh, September 2019, they had a 23. 23- Increase. So this year's drop of about 15%. It does still put them ahead of 2019, 2018. Uh, but maybe there was some kind of audit adjustment. Let me just kind of go back here. Yeah, so they had a really large future period collection last year, um, 830,000, which really kicked, kicked those numbers up last year. So it may not have been, it may not have been as big of a decline as it looks like if you were to line all the payments up in their actual, you know, chronological timeline.
1: That makes sense. I I think, you know, some of the things that are surprising in this data though, when I look at it is there there are two that pop out at me, Frisco and Allen. Um, Just because we've seen through the COVID trend that the, the suburbs and even kind of the near burbs have performed better than the urban centers. Uh, And and we've seen that in places like, like Frisco and Allen. Uh, But in, in the September data, we saw Frisco had an 8.85% loss Now they did have some pretty significant gains in 2019, September of 2019. Um, And so it's, it's, you know, it's not like taking them all the way back to a 2018 number. Same thing when Alan. Allen saw a 4.99% loss um, with the September data we just received. And uh, you know, I think that kind of popped out as a little bit of a surprise to me, but just to wrap up this region and talk about it a little bit, the big, you know, I don't want to say like, well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the big loser, in the region big shopping hub you know obviously they've got major retailers in the area uh is the city of the colony right there on 121 they saw a decline of 35.03% and when you dig into their data and look at where they were uh last year September of 2019 you know they only saw a 9.29% growth but in 2018 they saw a big 51.92% growth because of an audit so i mean it, it really, if you baseline off that 2019 year, they still saw a significant decline and probably the worst decline that that we've seen in this region.
0: Yeah. They almost had a million dollars in future period payments last year too. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes just looking at the net payment can kind of skew things because if there are irregular payments, then you're not getting the full picture. Just looking at the public data, that's why having the confidential data is so valuable. You can see exactly how those things shook out and that really helps you project uh, you know, in your future, future revenue.
1: Absolutely. So, so moving on to another region. What region do we want to hit next?
0: Let's go Houston.
1: Well, oh, Houston Woodlands. So
0: South the region Texas. as a whole,
1: South Texas. If you talk to Patrick, yeah. So the region as a whole is down seven point one seven percent in that Houston area. So let's dig in and see. a
0: Big chunk of that's Houston. Four million dollar loss, down seven point three percent. Wow. It's a big,
1: big tumble. Net payment of fifty-two million. Their 12-month average net payment is fifty-six million.
0: Wow! But um, just looking at that, so let's see. uh pulled it down down to two percent decline in their 12-month collections whew. compared to uh, the last year. And
1: that's the rolling 12-month, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, that's that's huge that it pulls it down that much in the rolling 12. But yeah, and, and last year, they really only had about uh, you know 2.7% gain in their September 2019 number. So that's a substantial loss for a big city, especially the city the size of Houston, which uh, is important to note. That's also a substantial loss for a lot of special districts because Houston has uh, revenue sharing agreements with a lot of the uh, municipal utility districts and special districts that surround it that sit in its ETJ or inside of Harris County. So um, that number is all made up within the Houston number. Uh, so that's that's important to note that there's going to be a lot of different entities that get impacted by that that loss, not just the city of Houston.
0: Um, I'll tell you one thing that stands out to me in the Houston area. There's some really big numbers. Taking out League City, which is up almost 25%, Galveston's down almost 17 Texas City down 215 Yeah, <laughs> Stafford up 22%. There's just some really big numbers uh, on both sides of the ledger.
1: Yeah. Which Stafford is, is one of those cities in a state like Hudson Oaks, uh, where Chad and I came from that does not have a property tax. And so they are very dependent on sales tax. It's, um, you know, that close to my heart there. So good to see them still positive through this. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, some suburbs that are surprising to me, I mean, Tomball, uh, down 2.2% Rosenberg down two two 2.4 Webster. Which is a, a big suburb with a bunch of uh, commercial retail on the interstate, uh, down 7%. And Katie, obviously impacted by mall closures and slowdown in mall business, uh, down 11%. Katie's got a big Mills mall. Um, and so, if anybody's ever been there, kind of like Grapevine's got. So, um, you know, it's just this is one of those months where we're seeing a lot of declines in areas that we haven't, we really haven't been able to see yet. Uh, even like in the Shenandoah Woodlands area, I mean, you're seeing a decline of 10.53% in Shenandoah. Just, I mean, wow, it's big. Waller, which you know, a big generator in Waller is that Bucky's they've got there on 290. Uh, you know, they're down 27.7%. You know, Wharton, 30% down. Hempstead, I mean, these are these are big numbers for little cities. I mean, even when you get into the smaller numbers, I mean, those are. Those are some pretty significant numbers, but Galveston, Texas city, I'm surprised, you know, I thought you'd see more stay and play vacationing occurring in Galveston uh within July, but uh, you know, I think the uptick in cases in Harris County probably had some impact on that is is my guess, down 16% in Galveston. Didn't we see growth in Galveston last month? We did. We actually yeah, we talked about it, and we talked about how surprised we were to see that growth in Galveston last month, so yeah, I mean it's it's wild for sure uh, to see it. Yeah, we we saw a slight growth um uh, in the August number. It was 2.59%. So next region, man, San Antonio, one of the one of the bigger losers as well, 6.95% in that San Antonio region. Dropping in there, getting a better understanding of what we're looking at. San Antonio's down 7.4%, New Bronc is down a little over 6.
0: Got to check out uh, shirts up at 74%. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go go pop into shirts as I read the rest of these off. Seventy four percent up, you know, Live Oak, which is which is also a big destination for for shopping, up nine percent. Seguin uh, Manufacturing Hub is up.
0: Let me get that.
1: Lost it there. It's up four point six
0: five percent. Seguin's down four point six five.
1: Yeah, sorry, down. So Um,
0: shirts had a massive audit correction last year down 360,000 and they had an audit increase of a hundred. So that's a $460,000 swing, which accounts for a large portion of that, that, uh, percent change.
1: So big surprise in this region, uh, dig into those Hondo numbers. Hondo's down 70% had to be something going on there. And then Parasol down 23.85%.
0: I have no idea. Honda went from, let's see, 523 in total collections last year to 152 this year. Yeah. But I, th- there must have been some kind of anomaly or let's.
1: There had to be. So there are 18 collections for September.
0: And August were both about 500, but everything else is around mid 100. So something happened last year around this time that caused a huge spike in their revenue.
1: And Hondo, and then
0: like it lasted. It looks like it lasted August, September, October, and then it went away. So we'll see another decline for them next month.
1: So very, very interesting to see what happened there. You know, Balcones Heights. uh, You know, again, seeing declines. You know, that's more that urban, urban core center, uh, or sorry, suburban outside the urban core center. Uh, Just surprising to see some of those numbers.
0: And you got Alamo Heights with about twenty percent increase.
1: Correct, and just because I like to say it, Dilly, Texas, Dilly Dilly, down forty two percent.
0: I can't believe decline. that you can really say that as a uh, a Coors Light aficionado.
1: Hey, I like my uh, I like my beer to be cold lagered. It's very important.
0: Do you like it to be redundant?
1: Redundant, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's ever hit a podcast. Our argument over the the term cold lagered or not, but Hold just it. very interesting to look at that. So uh, I want to jump into Corpus Christi in Kingsville, but McAllen and, and Edinburgh, obviously it's a smaller region, um, but I mean, they, they bring in about 14 million. They were down about a million in that region, 7% down. Jumping into the Corpus region, um, you know, down 13.84%, uh, clearly leading the way on the loss is Corpus Christi at 13%. Yeah. Uh, saw a significant loss. The adjoining city, Portland, where there's a bunch of manufacturing and industrial did see an increase of four point three eight percent. Uh, but Alice was down twenty-one. Um, and and just like Galveston, Port A, uh, you know, they came in down one percent. Uh, but uh, you know, they they did come down and then Rockport also saw a pretty significant decline of 10%. Uh, yeah. so all those kind of, you know, beach towns.
0: It's rough for Corpus. They had 11% growth in 2018, eight and a half last year, and then to be down thirteen percent this year. Yeah, it's tough. It's a pretty big hit.
1: That is a pretty big hit. And so, yeah, but hopefully that levels out. Hopefully that's a, that's a one year elastic issue and and we can bounce back off that number, but, um, big number, big surprise at a massive 58% loss. Gregory, Texas, just to say, just to give you some input here, Gregory, Texas in 19 had a huge increase and then a huge decline. So they went from twenty eight thousand a month to a hundred thousand a month down to forty two thousand a month. So um in the grand scheme of things, it's it was probably a big one time payment that occurred in that September twenty nineteen number. All right, are we ready to go to the oil field?
0: Uh let's let's keep going through Central Texas before we head out west. Let's jump up to Austin Round Rock, Georgetown. You gotta switch to the MSAs instead of the CSAs. Gotcha. gotcha. So Austin, Round Rock, Georgetown. Is this right? 2% growth? Yeah.
1: When you break it down by MSA.
0: Oh, San Marcos had a huge, huge month. (laughs) Yeah. So Austin is down about 10%. Round Rock up 2%. San Marcos up 50%. Yeah.
1: That's a big increase. going to be real interesting to see. Now, they had a a decline last year in September of 19. Okay. Uh, So
0: last year, they had a huge audit reduction about five hundred thousand. So that would account for about thirty five percent of the of the increase. Correct. Still a big number.
1: Either way, still a big number. The city of Austin, though. I mean looking at the urban core of Austin down nine point seven one percent. So City of Austin still saw significant declines. Much like Fort Worth and Dallas. Or really Dallas and Houston. Fort Worth Fort Worth performed pretty well.
0: Austin's about forty percent of the revenue in that MSA. Yeah, it's a lot of it for sure. Um,
1: you know, but some vacation areas, um, you know, once again, like uh lake areas, some of them did well. Some of them didn't like B cave came in at, you know, right down 3.28%. But then Lakeway, Texas coming in strong at 34.31%
0: up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even some of the, you talked about Round Rock, San Marcus, Georgetown, Cedar Park, Pflugerville, all up pretty almost. All of them in double digits. Cedar Park just missing it.
1: Oh, yeah. Barbecue Country did well as well. Dripping Springs, Lockhart, both up 9 and 7% respectively. You know, my buddy in Elgin that I went to college with, the mayor of Elgin, he's up 173%. Wow. That's a big number. What did they do in the previous year? Looks like they were missing something in 19. So they, September of 18, they had 184,000. Then they went to 81,000.
0: Yeah, there's 19. a $122,000. Audit reduction last year. Yeah,
1: so we should convince them that they can take that over a prolonged period of time, like five years. Pace it yeah, out with no interest.
0: Usually, if it's a large enough percentage of your monthly collections, they'll they'll let you do that. Yeah, but. which
1: you know, a hundred, a hundred and something thousand on a two hundred thousand dollar collection month. That usually they're going to give you like three to four years to pay that back. If anybody's ever been through that process, what happens is when the comptroller does an audit. They send you this really friendly letter that kind of gives you some options. Those aren't your only options. You can negotiate with them a little bit. I think, Chad, you were successful negotiating with them one time to prolong it just a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it's usually a pretty friendly and fair process. Uh, but, you know, if you have a whole bunch of fun balance, you can just take it all in one month.
0: Jump over to, to your neck of the woods, Brian College Station.
1: The homeland.
0: Let's see. Almost 10% down in Brian College Station.
1: Yeah, so Brian took a significantly larger decrease.
0: Yeah, than College Station 16%. Did.
1: Yeah, so let's dig into that Brian data real quick and and see what you see. College Station was down 3.95%. I mean, still though, guys, for Brian College Station, we have to remember there's like 70 to 80,000 people that are missing from these towns because they weren't there. Now they're back in in August, so we're going to see those numbers show back up in October. Um, where the students kind of return and, and I actually drove through there, uh, last weekend. It was, it was fairly busy, but, uh, you know, everybody who is from Brian college station uh, or lives there permanently, they'll tell you the best time of year is the summer. Cause, uh, you know, you can get into restaurants. You don't have to wait for anything. It's, it's pretty fantastic. But, uh, you know, when we, when we see these down numbers, I'm just amazed that college station's only down
0: 4%. Uh, Brian so had a big audit increase last year. So if you take that out, it's about closer to nine percent decrease this this month, which is still still pretty still big. Still pretty significant, especially relative to college yeah. station. Uh
1: the outskirts of that area though, uh, you know, Hearn was up ten percent. Uh Caldwell was down twenty four. Uh Somerville, where the lake is, not huge numbers in Somerville, but they were up thirty nine percent. They only bring in about twenty five thousand a month, so that's not a not a huge number calvert always surprises me anybody ever drive through you ever drive through calvert Chad, on highway six
0: uh is that between i i feel like i shouldn't even ask this question i should just look it up and tell you
1: it's right it's so it's when you when you leave college station like going back towards waco you hit Hearn and okay, then calvert. yeah i'm
0: sure i've driven through it then
1: uh calvert it's kind of i've driven through it now for gosh 12 13 years at least maybe 14 15 but uh, the downtown like keeps developing. The old historic downtown. It used to be just all empty buildings, and now it's a bunch of little shops and cafes and antique shops and stuff like that. So uh, it just surprises that they they only do like nine or ten thousand dollars a month in sales tax. Um, it's a really small number for what I mean. Just driving on Highway Six, they have kind of a bunch of stuff there. Uh, which is which is surprising to me because you would think a couple of the fast foods that they have there are doing two to twenty five hundred dollars a month of sales tax, so a lot of room to grow there for that that small town.
0: All right, let's move up then. Uh, just keep going up Highway Six to the Waco area. You got Waco coming in about eight point four percent down. Hewitt with a big increase. Lacey Lakeview with a big increase, forty three and forty six percent respectively. Robinson up five percent. Woodway is down eight percent.
1: You know, Robinson's growth, you know, Robinson's got, um, they've got some of that shopping and mall property in Robinson. So to see growth there, that's pretty significant. You know, if you, if you watch, uh, what's the Joanna Gaines show, what's the name of that show? They do a lot of, they do a lot of houses. Is there a new one? No, 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 no. It's the, I can't remember the name of the show. This is going to kill me. But, um, anyways, the, the Fixer houses upper. they flip a lot of those houses. Yeah. Fixer upper. Thank you. A lot of the houses that they flip are in McGregor, Robinson, and Woodway, if you watch that show, thought I'd point that out. And McGregor and Robinson are all seeing very strong growth, 15% and uh, 5%, respectively, for both of them. And you know, Woodway is the only one that saw some loss. Dig into those Woodway numbers, get a better idea where they were. They had some pretty big growth last year. Most of that growth from last year, about half of that growth last year was audit. They had about $45,000 in audit growth that year. So, uh, it's not as substantial as it looks once you adjust for the audit growth. So actually when you adjust for the audit growth, they still be positive. Yeah. It's actually, it actually is positive.
0: Correct. Yeah. So, all right. Let's keep pushing westward. Abilene. how we do here? So down, down but modestly yeah, 3. So 3.8%. Modestly. Uh,
1: but that Abilene market, I mean, you know, talking about those, those cities in that area, they generally been immune to COVID so far in sales tax. We haven't seen a lot of loss, so to see some loss there was was pretty significant. Um, but you've only got like five major sales tax generators in that area. I mean, outside of Abilene, Abilene generated $3.8 million in sales tax down 3.86%. Uh, Stanford was up 10%. Ty was down 10%. Clyde, Clyde America, as a friend of mine in college used to call his hometown.
0: Yeah, but that's 3, 3.8 uh, 8. million out 8%. of... Four point two million. That's a, the vast, yeah. I mean, uh, portion of revenue in that area is coming through Abilene.
1: Correct. So, uh, good job for Abilene not uh, not letting our sales tax dollars leave the
0: core. Done a good job with that. Okay, right, jump down to San Angelo. About six percent decline.
1: Also, another surprise, right? Because San Angelo has has stayed fairly steady through all this. They haven't really seen many declines. They weren't. I think last month we talked about how surprised we were that
0: they really haven't been impacted by the oil and gas downturn. Yeah, between them and, and Abilene, sort of the like Midwest Texas had been doing pretty well. Yeah.
1: And they host a lot of the kind of administrative structures of some of the oil and gas companies that, that go out to Midland and
0: Odessa. Yeah, which if we go out that way, it's just that Eesh. that trend is just continuing. It's I mean, when it stops,
1: folks, it reaches to
0: 36 percent down for the region. Both Midland and Odessa, about the same, about 36% down. I want to say that's four months in a row now for Odessa. Yeah.
1: Odessa's seen big declines. Yes, 35%. So
0: Midland was only down 21% last month. So they've... uh,
1: Yeah. So let me... (laughs) So let's start back in April for Odessa. Are you ready for this? Starting in April, 20% down, 10% down, 33% down, 35% down, 32% down. 35%
0: down. Yeah. That's just brutal.
1: Where's the bottom. Yeah. Where's the bottom. Like, are you just waiting for everything to be 30% down? You remember when we went through the downturn in 2009 and 10, I know you were kind of between jobs. You were, you were currently, I think you were in Fort worth at the beginning of it and you were in Weatherford, like towards the, the end of the, of the run. Right. But I just remember looking at the kind of the mid range, larger cities like Weatherford, for example, because we were right next door to him and, Hudson Oaks was positive like six to nine months before Weatherford was, but it was just it was just like when 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 do you find that new normal? Like that's that's the that's the rut that Odessa is in right now. It's like when do we find that new normal? And and they've been in it since December. They've been negative since December. They've not had a positive month since December. Wow.
0: Yeah, Midland's been negative since January. Not quite as severely, so, but still on that downward arc.
1: Yeah. Which you know the the interesting thing is is that the downward arc actually began before oil prices dropped,
0: right? Well, yeah, if they've been if they've been down since December and January,
1: so sales tax almost predicted the downturn in, in oil and gas.
0: I don't know. If, I'm not sure. We I don't think there's a causality that, there. But um, <laughs>
1: uh, can we can we call on the statistics professor at uh, at UNT to help us with that one?
0: So move north, Lubbock. Lubbock, Plainview, Leveland, uh, basically flat. Let's see. That means Lubbock was... Actually, Lubbock had about 2% growth. Yeah. So it's healthy, all things considered. It's
1: another one like College Station, Brian. Students are back. So there's some bright...
0: Is there some brightness there? Leveland took a pretty big hit, 35% down. Brenham took a huge hit, man,
1: 22%. I know I'm jumping ahead. I'm starting to look at some of the smaller, kind of small, larger towns. But... uh, yeah. Andrews, Texas, which is, you know, it's got a lot of oil and gas business. Very specific. The, the, that region, that Brenham region took a big hit, which is really just Brenham and Burton. Almost all Brenham.
0: Yeah. Level had a rough go this year. They've been down since October. Okay. Jump up to Amarillo. Go uh, ahead. You got something else? Uh,
1: sorry. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Brenham was actually only down 1.91%. Sorry. I had that wrong on the MSA look. I don't want to give all our friends and bring a heart attack with that statement. <laughs> Sorry, moving on to the next, next. one
0: there, Jen. Amarillo. Amarillo. Well Amarillo, morning. Pampa, border. On the whole, 2.3% up. Amarillo is pretty much flat, about half a percent growth. Is it Pampa or Pampa? Probably Pampa. Is it Pampa? Pampa. Okay. No,
1: it's Pampa. It's Pampa. I've got a friend from there. Yeah. Pampa.
0: Solid growth, 28, 27.5%. Good growth in Canyon. Good growth in, well... You start to get into uh Pass Canyon and it's uh smaller revenue totals, but double Oak, panhandle, yep. Fritch, Vega, all of them, white deer.
1: So does Amarillo win the award? What award? As the healthiest as the healthiest region in the state?
0: Uh El Paso. We haven't been out that far west yet. Oh, we yeah. haven't been
1: there yet. Oh, they have some competition. So the panhandle and west. Let's jump up there. What do we got from El Paso?
0: Three point seven percent growth as a region. Three point two percent for El Paso, Horizon City. Let's see, everybody but Venton and Dell City out in that area saw growth this month. So Amarillo, I'm sorry,
1: but you get beat by El Paso this year, this uh, this month in September. Very interesting to see
0: that growth. So yeah, you I hit mean, the man. Brownsville area, right?
1: I no, I, I don't think we okay. did. I I think we. We did not hit Brownsville, Harlingen, Raymondville, obviously still down. down. Almost
0: 8%.
1: Yeah. South Padre Island. You see that 33.24% Port Isabel, which is where you don't speed (laughs) right next door to South Padre Island, (laughs) 26.99%. Wow. I mean, just, just huge drops in those areas. Across the board, Brownsville,
0: uh, 8% down, Harlingen down three. Yeah.
1: I'd love to talk to somebody at South Padre Island and figure out exactly why their drop is so much. I mean, I know it's going to be related to people going to the beach in July. It's a very popular destination, but yeah, it's just a lot more remote uh, than
0: even like a Corpus or a Galveston.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if the reduction in border crossings has something to do with that. I know Brownsville and Harlingen, you know, a lot of their economy is is due to, you know, border crossings and people shopping. So that's a, those are very, very big numbers, significant
0: numbers. Let's jump up quickly to East Texas. What do you say? Sure. Uh, So Tyler, the Tyler area, 1.62% down. That's not the city specifically. City of Tyler was down 3.7%. But you got Lindale White House with some growth. Really outside of Tyler proper, everyone in that MSA had some growth.
1: Tyler makes up a pretty substantial portion of that MSA. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Jacksonville came in strong. Lufkin
0: area Lindale. had some growth as well. Two and a 2.6% for Lufkin. Where's Texarkana? Texarkana up 14%. Yeah. The city itself up 11. New Boston 35, Nash 21. Whew. And you got growth all over the place over there. Yeah, I know. That's wild to see that.
1: That's an entire region positive. Yeah. Really. Every single Texarkana. one.
0: Uh, far yep. North Texas, the Sherman-Denison up almost 4%. Sherman down, uh, Denison, Denison up growing. Uh, 4% and 10.5% respectively. Denison
1: growing like a weed out there. Just saw they posted a job for an assistant city manager, if anybody's looking. Great manager over there. Good guy to work for. Um, and then
0: Wichita Falls down 1.5%. The city down wow. 27 But you got Burke Burnett, Iowa Park, Henrietta all showing growth. So really, man, this this month just seems to kind of defy everything that we've seen for the past two or three months. Um, That's correct. It's totally so. Yeah. Before the numbers came out, we did our own little internal uh, estimates on where the statewide numbers would be. We were all way way optimistic. I think I said one point two. You said one point five. So to see that number come in at what what did you say it was four four and a half percent down.
1: Yeah, four four eight four point eight percent down.
0: So uh, talk about internet sales because that's going to be not it's not going to entirely explain the declines this month but it does play a part in it
1: so you're specifically referring to sales tax on internet services yes right so a federal law was passed a number of years ago which was like the internet freedom act or something like that but it basically specified that um Internet services, because you, you used to be able to tax internet services over a certain amount. Uh, so, and when we say that, like you go get internet service from Spectrum or from um, AT and T or Verizon or Frontier or whoever that may be, and you pay sales tax on a, a certain portion of that, and that sales tax goes back to the local city in this state. That ended on July first. So, this is the first month that we've seen that those companies are no longer collecting sales tax on internet services. Uh, So it's important when you dig into your data to make sure that your data shows those decreases. And if they don't show those decreases, you may want to get with those taxpayers to see what is going to be
0: audited out later. Yeah, because if you're still getting those payments, they're going to be taken away at some point.
1: It's unlawful to tax it by federal law, so they're going to be refunding customers and they're going to be clawing that back from the comptroller but i think with the declines that we saw you know i figured it would be a couple of percent across the state but i think with the declines that 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 we're seeing this month it looks like it's already baked in it looks like it's already there we won't know obviously until we get that data we've made the request to the comptroller we should see that data in a couple of days and we'll be able to tell what are, you know, we saw significant declines. I'm sure we'll have some type of like written blog post to talk about the impact of telecom.
0: Yeah, it really depends too, because if your telecom providers have been correctly handling sales tax, uh, wherein the the address of service is where the sales tax is due, then the impact mm-hmm. might be a little bit more spread out to you. Um, if you are in a situation which uh, some cities are in, where there is a an internet provider located in that jurisdiction and all of their sales tax is going to that place then uh, it could be an even bigger decline but either way it's a new change to your sales tax which which certainly would result in at least some of the decrease that we saw this month correct yeah so where do we go from here patrick does this does this one month start a new trend is it is it a blip do you have enough information to to make a guess
1: i don't have enough information to make a guess i i would I would once again say, just like we said four months ago or five months ago, don't panic. We're kind of all over the map with COVID. It's it's still been pretty even for most people outside of West Texas. Um, you know, we haven't seen catastrophic statewide losses, um, especially in the suburbs. You know, the bigger cities are dealing with their own problems: Houston, Dallas, you know, Fort Worth, Austin. Uh, they're dealing with the fact that people just aren't downtown anymore. They're not in offices. So that that's that's a structural issue that they're gonna have to fix. But otherwise most cities are not gonna see a significant decline in loss. And and I I think you just kind of need to sit tight and let us roll through this. If if you look back at the date, you know, July was the mask up month. It was the cases are skyrocketing you know, there was a lot of talk in July, kind of like there was in April and early May uh, about, you know, we're going to have a second round. Uh, and and so I think that probably had an impact on what's going on. I think the politics of that have had an impact on what's going on. So I would uh, I would just be patient. I don't think we should make any drastic decisions on this. And we're so close to the end of the budget, the budget year. You're not really going to be able to do anything at this point anyways. So let's just roll through the end of the budget year, get started on October 1st.
0: Yeah, it's it's really tough because the last couple of months have kind of defied the conventional wisdom. You know, we saw, uh, we've seen growth where we didn't expect it. We saw declines that were lower than we expected, or I guess declines that were less severe than we expected is the better way to say that. Um, so to come off a couple months where across the state we had growth and now we've got this this big decline number, 4.8%. Uh, it's tough to say that that's going to be a new trend. Obviously, you mentioned our friends in the West Texas area. um, They've been dealing with this before COVID really became an issue. So, uh, you know, they're they're already kind of – I think they they can probably have a little bit different mindset than everyone else. And they deal with those fluctuations more frequently because they're so dependent on the oil and gas industry. But yeah, I I wouldn't jump the gun and say that this one month worth of declines is – is the new trend um i think that it's really there's still so much unknown and no one knows when we're going to get out of this and i do think that over time uh if if this environment that we're in continues there will potentially be sort of a compounding effect where um you know the longer it goes sort of the the worse it's going to get um until we finally get out of it but that's just my opinion. I'm, you know, I don't really have, don't really have any like scientific reasoning to back that up. It just seems to make a little bit of intuitive sense that uh, that the longer it goes, the less optimistic people are going to be about getting out of it. But we always say don't you know don't make uh, rash decisions based on one data point. Um, so let's just kind of ride this out for a couple more months and and see how things go. Could totally change again next month.
1: You know, look, it is a wet blanket month. There's no doubt. It's cold. It's raining outside. I think across almost the entirety of the state right now, uh, except maybe in Houston and South Texas. Uh, But, you know, this is something that is one data point. I think Chad, you said that best. And, uh, and let's not read too much into it at this point. Let's come back next month and put a smile on our face. Uh, I would stay tuned to us as we get the data for the cities that we represent and we get a better idea of where the losses occurred and what industries. Uh, I'd stay tuned for something on that, either a, uh, a blog post or a newsletter or a podcast. We're going to talk about that, especially the telecom internet services uh, side of things. We need to get a baseline of how much loss that's going to be across the board uh, because it's going to change everybody's numbers moving into the, the next year, right? Uh, until that works its way through a full twelve months, you're gonna have uh, loss from that number. So just important to remember that, but yeah, I wouldn't get too worried about it. and uh, you know we'll we'll come back next month and look at the data and hopefully it'll be a little more positive than what we're seeing right now.
0: Now, so as for the sales tax game day, so we're still working on this is the second time we've done it. We're still working on some of the tools that we use to help quickly look through all of the statewide data. Um, I think at this point, Patrick, was it fair to say that our goal is to actually make this uh, a live stream? So that people can see what we're seeing and kind of look through it, ask questions, and uh, and kind of go through it with with everyone.
1: Yeah, I think I think our goal would be to to have some type of live stream on social media platforms that people would be able to go into and watch, um, and and they could interact with us as we're talking about the data. You know, if they wanted us to dig in deeper to a certain city or a certain area and give our opinion on it, we could really do that uh, live for folks. Uh, I'd also like to see. I'm actually going to use your favorite term here. I'd like to see some type of gamification of the sales tax day. We used to do that all the time in Hudson Oaks, where we would set like an over/under. Um, I'd love to pick a city across the state and uh, try to try to allow all our clients to guess what that number is going to be. Right? Uh, that that's always fun to me. It kind of brings some joy to the sales tax day. And I know there's probably 25 or 30 other nerds out there like me that sit there at nine o'clock in the morning on sales tax day and, and just keep F5, hitting F5. until the
0: data comes up at night.
1: Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, but there's all kinds yeah, so of, uh, I just think all kinds of
0: prop bets and stuff you can,
1: <laughs> you can take. <laughs> Correct. Yeah.
0: No We're money exchanging hands, not actual right. gambling, just, just for fun.
1: Yeah. Like a, maybe we could like pass around a, a statue to each city that wins that they could put on their desk for a month before it goes to the next city. Of course, in COVID, we would have to like use a Lysol wipe on it. Yeah. Some it heavy sanitation, but, uh, heavy sanitation, but uh, you know, look, just trying to have a little bit of fun with the sales tax data. Obviously this month's data is not great. Uh, but we're trying to get out there and, uh, just make everybody knowledgeable to what's happening statewide.
0: Yeah. And so, if you happen to be in a city that experienced some, Substantial losses this month. If you don't, you don't have to use us uh, for to analyze this information, and we're not trying to sell Zach Tax. Just ask for the data from the controller at the very least. Make sure you're getting this information so you can see which businesses were up, which industries were down, and, and get a better handle. Because this, as you can probably tell, just from our conversation today, just looking at the top line number doesn't give you a lot of granularity. It doesn't give you a lot of insight into what's going on. So we're just kind of having to look at high-level trends, uh, look at audit and payment timing issues. So if you really want to get a handle on what's happening with your sales tax, you have to have that confidential data. So at the very least, uh, just ask the comptroller for it so that you can have that information.
1: Well, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Game Day segment for September 2020. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, getting here. My name is Patrick Lawler. I want to thank Chad for doing it again for us. And hopefully uh, when we get into this next month, we can eventually get into our live stream. So we'll see you guys next time.